Are you confident? Do you have consistency? How much conviction do you have? I'm Daniel Gomez, the confidence architect, a business strategist, keynote speaker, executive coach, and best-selling author. On the Daniel Gomez Inspire Show, we will help you unlock confidence to create consistency and develop conviction. Together, we will discover the key that unlocks your confidence. Welcome back to another episode of the Daniel Gomez Inspire Show, where we motivate you, we inspire you, and today, we're going to edify you and encourage you. I'll tell you what, our guest today is a special, special friend of mine, love this guy. Actually, he's down the highway for me, if you think about it. Let's welcome to the Daniel Gomez Inspire Show, Mr. Phil Swanson. What's going on, my brother? What is going on, Daniel? Good to Daniel. be with you, my friend. I'm pumped up to have you here with us today, brother. You're just, I know the amazing person you are. I've been blessed to be on your podcast, but introduce yourself to the Daniel Gomez Inspire Show, my brother, please. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. So, uh, Phil Swanson, I uh, I grew up in Chicago area, moved around a little bit. So, I, I consider myself Chicago born, Detroit raised, and Houston grown. Met my wife here in Houston. Uh, been working as an engineer for the last 10 years, but more recently kind of branched out in the entrepreneurial world, started a podcast, you know, started doing some business things and, you know, God really put some things on my heart. And I know we've talked a little bit about that, Daniel, on and offline about our faith and, and kind of how that has inspired us, just like you're inspiring people now to uh, go inspire more people by being a good example. So that's, that's what we're all about and uh, founded Go Lead Everything. So I'm, I host the Go Lead Everything podcast. And uh, yeah, man, excited to be with you today. Well, let me ask you this. I noticed you said you were in an engineer for 10 years. What, what takes you from an engineer for 10 years to, I want to be an entrepreneur. That's, <laughs> that's not like, I mean, I, I can understand a, an artist, maybe somebody creative that's spontaneous, but usually engineer sure. spontaneous. What, what, what the heck happened that you wanted to become an entrepreneur after being an engineer? You know, I, I tell this story. My my, uh, my father's an engineer that works in the energy industry. My older brother's an engineer that works in the energy industry. I'm an engineer that works in the energy industry. My younger brother is an engineer who works in the energy industry. My wife's an engineer who works in the energy industry. So you, you can kind of see the, the trend in my family. Um, you know, I never was like a super passionate, technical, detailed engineer. I was good at math. And, uh, it was kind of all I knew, you know, I knew, uh, there's always be demand for engineering. And so when I was going through college, that, that was just what I pursued, but I, you know, I always kind of had a fascination with business and, um, you know, I didn't really know, or in my circle, you know, I didn't have access to a bunch of entrepreneurial types. And, um, you know, it was early 2020, I actually joined the three, six, five driven society, our buddy, Tony Watley. And I started hanging out with some entrepreneurial types and, uh, you know, it really just changed my world. It opened my eyes and it, it kind of just, you know, got me out of this consumer mindset that I think a lot of people are, are stuck in just sort of consuming the world around them as opposed to being a producer and actually having something to offer people and, and producing for the world. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my story from, from engineering to, to moving into entrepreneurship. It was always something that fascinated me. And, uh, you know, I knew that God had kind of put it on my heart to do more than just be an engineer. I like, I like the way you said it, right. From a, most, most of the times we hear that analogy is right. Either a giver or a taker, but you're either a consumer or a producer. So ladies and gentlemen, as we get started with our show, get out your pen, get out your paper. Cause Phil's going to drop some wisdom here. He's going to drop some bombs and think about that. Are you a consumer or are you a producer? Do you consume everything the world throws at you and you wonder why you're overweight? You wonder why maybe you got a beer belly. You, you wonder why maybe you're just, your credit card debt is out the gazoo is because you're just a consumer when maybe for you, it's shifting that mindset. What if I'm a producer? What if I give more than what I take? And maybe the results will be a little bit different. And I ain't mm -hmm. knocking nobody out there because when I was younger, I used to like to drink beer when I was younger in my hearty days, but I realized that, man, it's, it's, it's not going to give me the results that I want. So maybe you're wondering, why am I listening to the show today? Well, I think Phil's going to drop some deeper wisdom. We'll have a deep conversation today. And maybe this is what you need to hear, right? Sometimes, you know, Phil, one thing that comes to mind is what we're saying is I never wanted to hear the truth when I was in those hardy days. I never wanted to hear 
people say something and it's like, because sometimes it's easier to avoid the truth than it is to really speak about it. What's your perception mm -hmm. of that, brother? You know, truth, Daniel, is actually one of the GLE core values. So faith, love, truth, and courage. And I, the reason truth's in there is it's something, it used to be integrity, but I, I almost see integrity as being, you know, kind of a, a subset of ultimate truth. Because, you know, if, if you're operating in a world where you don't have good information, for example, as a leader, as, as, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as an employee, as, as whatever you're doing, father, daughter, mother, husband, if you don't have truth, you really can't make informed, good decisions. And, you know, we've seen some craziness going on in the world the last few years. I know everybody's seen that, you know, if you can't get access to good information, you can't operate and, and you don't have a foundation to stand on. You really, you know, the Bible talks about uh, your foundation built on sand versus being built on a rock. So, you know, without that firm foundation of truth, it's, it's hard to operate in the world and, and you really don't have anywhere to go. So, you know, truth is so huge. And um, but let me ask you this. When you say that, it's what comes to mind is, do you think maybe I can say that maybe I lived in my own reality, which maybe were some fabricated lies to say, right? Not sure. that I lied to everybody, but just to myself. Do you think maybe we live in a world where we believe the lies that we've been told or we believe that life that maybe is not even truth, but we, we take it as truth. And when someone like Phil comes around and says, Hey, there's something better out there for you. We, we don't believe it because we don't want to believe that truth. Right. Yeah. The, um, I've been studying faith recently. You can probably see this book behind me, how faith works. I'll give it a plug guy named uh, Frederick Price. Not, not my typical read, um, but it's funny. So faith's another GLE core value. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, you're, they're so intertwined, Daniel, because, you know, faith, I've heard this definition my whole life. My parents taught it to me growing up. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And, and to your point, many people, and this is kind of why, I found a GLE it people. They, it's almost like there's a, there's a, a helplessness, uh, a, a blame, uh, a mentality in the world that, Oh, all these bad things are happening to me. And, and folks like Ed Milet that I know you and I both follow say everything happens for us, not to us. And I really believe that comes from a faith-based mindset because faith is that substance of those things you hope for. It's that evidence of things that you can't see. They're not tangible to your senses. But, you know, if you really believe that God works all things for the good of those who love and trust in him, or you really believe that if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains, then you will act according to that belief. And, and this is where I think people kind of fall short from, from faith because faith is it's belief in action. Right. And, and those, those two can't be separated. It's like, if I believe gravity's real and if I step off a building, I'm going to fall to my death. Right. My actions are going to reflect that. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go do those things. So, you know, action can't help, but follow true belief in faith. And so, you know, if you are thinking about doing something big or you feel called to do something big or, or someone's questioning you about, Hey, why, why don't you go try something new? And you, and you have that doubt you know you don't have that people call it like faith in yourself i'm sure you've heard that you know you got to believe in yourself um i think there's something to that and i think it's more just trusting those promises of god and, and trusting that he's put that on your heart for a reason he's put those things on your heart as as a calling to go after those things and if you have the faith you can move the mountain you know, I love what you're saying. What, what came to mind with that is sometimes people don't trust because they can't trust themselves. And I mm. think sometimes in life, it's, it's, it's hard to trust in say in God, because you've never had that confidence in your own abilities to trust in yourself. Mm. So how does somebody like yourself, right? 
let's intertwine this into your journey because we can speak from your perspective, from what you walked through. Mm -hmm. was, was there a time when you had this idea that, you know what, I'm going to leave the engineering world, the corporate world for, for 10 years, and I'm going to transition into this entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Like did, did that unbelief ever set in and, and how did you overcome that? What are some steps that, that you took? Because the truth is, if you really believe the truth, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and we can be more than conquerors, but sometimes it's hard to grasp that if we've never say walked that out in an earlier stage of our life. Right. You know, growing up, I played baseball, Daniel. And, uh, do you play sports? Are you a sports guy? I used to play a little bit of football, but then I lost oh, a lot man. of weight and <laughs> see, there you go, man. but to make a long story short, I was a chubby little kid. I joined football. I lost all this weight. And all of a sudden I got all this attention from, because I lost so much weight and yeah, yeah. asked, thank you sports, but I'm done with you. <laughs> got distracted, huh? Well, I played baseball growing up and uh, football, basketball too. I was, I played all, all sorts of sports growing up, but I was always like a weird, um, I was like superstitiously unsuperstitious, if that even is possible. So, you know, all these guys have rituals, right? Like they, they step on the, on the foul line when they're running out on the field or, you know, they do this little dance or whatever in the batter's box or they have their bat that's taped the same way and their batting gloves and their chain and their wristbands and it's all the same. And I was like so worried about becoming superstitious because I didn't want to be, I, I would deliberately not be consistent. I would deliberately change up what I wore. I mean, it was ridiculous now that I think back on it. And, you know, I really think to kind of, you know, to faith, to um, what we were just talking about before, consistency and discipline are so key to actually fostering a healthy faith. And, you know, it comes to your study and your prayer life and your routine. And you talk about it in the, in the frame of even confidence in yourself. And, and I agree with that completely, you know, being able to trust that you're going to do what you say you're going to do day in and day out, whether you feel like it or not, it's really tough to have strong faith if you haven't even been able to implement daily routines like that. And, I, and I'm learning this the hard way. So I'm kind of speaking from examples of the fact that I've never done it. And over the past couple of years as an entrepreneur, first couple of years in business, I had to get really real with myself and say, okay, Phil, you're going to need to do these things every day. You, you know, you say you want this thing out here, you're going to need to do this and this and this day in and day out for perpetuity, you know, years. And it might be years before you really see the result. Are you willing to do that work? Are you willing to do what it takes? Even if you don't see the result. And this is, you know, that's the, this is the never ending catch 22 of faith, right? It's, it's the substance of things you can't see. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that consistency and discipline is the number one strengthener of faith. So what I heard you say is this, is that, Maybe you don't believe, right, that you can, but the opposite of that is if you keep being consistent and persistent and discipline yourself, the results will show up sooner or later is what you're saying. Because sometimes, right, what comes to mind is, is, is we want that instant pancake batter mix, the results to show up right away and the results don't show up. Mm -hmm. I think, I think in, in so many times as, as we're going through this journey, I think the more you really give yourself permission to celebrate yourself. And, and really for me, what really helps me when, when, when I don't want, because there's sometimes I get these ideas. I'm like, man, that's way out there. Like that's, can I do that? Mm -hmm. And you know, what helps me is I look back and I reflect and I see how far I've come. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what Phil's saying today, ladies and gentlemen, think about where you're at right now. Maybe you're not where you want to be. I'm not where I want to be. And I don't mean that in a, in a greedy, selfish way, but God's put some big dreams in my heart, ladies and gentlemen. And maybe you're, 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 you're at this brick wall and this brick wall seems to be just terrorizing you because you can't seem to break through it, go over it, do nothing with it because it's a brick wall. And it's, it's, it's actually just in your mindset. And, and maybe what you need to do is look back and 
reflect, right? Don't, I don't want you to get stuck there, but reflect of all the wins you've had and how far you've come and celebrate those accomplishments. Cause I think so many times, Phil, we don't take time to really celebrate ourselves. I remember the first mm -hmm. speaking Academy we did, I was like, yeah, all right. What's next. Right. And I remember that's the year I almost broke my leg, my ankle, and I couldn't walk. Wow. And man, I was so like discouraged in 2020. Like I cried. I mean, I literally cried from frustration and anger and mad at God and God, like I can't even freaking, mm -hmm. I had to, I had to crawl to the urine to go urinate and in, in the toilet. Mm -hmm. But I remember I sat on the couch one day and, and my friend goes, man, just reflect back on the year. I'm like, dude, I don't want to reflect. I want to win. And that was my attitude. I, he, I downloaded this app named Quicks and you put pictures in there and you could put a song to it. And I went back from January, looked back. And when I got to the summertime, when sticker shock, we had it, I started crying. Right. Cause I, God convicted me like, Daniel, you weren't even grateful for what I gave you. Like, right. like you weren't, you didn't even really soak in that moment. I went to Asia, spoke over there. That kind of hit me a little bit deeper, but so many times we just celebrate things on a shallow level. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think that what helped me was really just that I couldn't walk. I had, I had to stay there and think about it. Does that mm -hmm. help you when you reflect back and see, man, look at, I mean, think about it, bro. I mean, if you think it about does. it, if you were, if you were as an engineer for 10 years, I mean, you were making some bread, right? You didn't walk away from a $10 an hour job. I mean, it, it, sure. took, it took some courage. It took some faith. It took some belief in yourself. Like how does somebody walk away from a job where you're making, I mean, I just have an idea, right? At least in the oil industry in Houston, Texas, just based on, you're making at least six figures. How does somebody walk away from that to where there's no certainty that you're going to even make it? Well, you know, Daniel, I can't tell that story because I haven't completely walked away just yet. And, um, you know, I actually, one of the, one of the things that's been on my heart is, is making an impact where you are. And, you know, I feel like God has, has put us in places for reasons and, um, you know, for me, I thought that making an impact at a company was a very good thing, but I thought, you know, I was meant to make an impact bigger than just one company. And, you know, maybe that seems cocky, maybe that seems arrogant, but, you know, I kind of going back to your, uh, your point about looking back at, at your previous wins, I think for me, that does help big time because when you think about goals you've had, you know, most people don't even take the time, Daniel, to write down their goals. Or, or if you if you walked up to most people and said, hey, why are you going to your job day in and day out? They probably couldn't even give you an answer. They probably never even thought about it. It's all they've ever done. They're just, you know, making some income to pay some bills and maybe take a couple vacations. And that's all good, you know. But I think we're called for more and we don't see how much of an impact you can have at any level of an organization, wherever you are day to day. One thing, Daniel, that it's a, it's a complicated part of this faith equation, but, but then again, it's not, we already have those things that we've asked for. And this is where the faith and, and not being able to see the tangible results. You mentioned, you know, what do you do when you're not getting there as quick as you want to? What do you do when you're not seeing those results? Well, we are in time and God is eternal. So just because we ask God in time for something doesn't mean it's not already ours. It just means we haven't seen it with our senses yet. And, you know, I think if, if we're going to actually achieve some of those bigger, incredible goals we're after, we need to live as if we already have them because we do, we just don't see them yet. And maybe we will on this side of the grave and maybe we won't, but you know, I believe that we are eternal beings. You know, we've, we've been, dead in Christ, we're raised with Christ to a new life. And we are in an eternal life, even though now we're in this time world, 
which is, is a fascinating to think about. But that, you know, to me, that's a key aspect of faith. It's, that's really tough. And, I, and I'm just really starting to wrap my head around this is when you ask God for something, he promises to give you the desires of your heart right in his word. And so if he's already given it to you, asking you shall receive, then you can be confident you will receive it. And, and that's where you walk in faith as if you've already received it, trusting that you have and trusting that he'll deliver in that time. But I, you know, I think if you're going to step out away from a, you know, an income stream and, and take a risk or something like that, you know, I, I think that's something you, you can decide to do. There's different ways to do that. There's ways to do that without quitting a job and, uh, you know, building something while you're, while you're working full time still. And, um, you know, and then there's other ways to do it where you take that leap and, but just know that entrepreneur road is not easy. It's going to take potentially years. It doesn't have to, there's exceptions, but just be willing to do that work. Be willing to stick it out and and know that it's going to take potentially years of work before you see the results. I mean, some of the best entrepreneurs I've, I've, I'm aware of out there, like the Andy Frisellas of the world, they, I think he made a total of $65,000 his first 10 years in business combined, you know, sleeping out of his car for 10 years. And, you know, for a guy like me who has a family and a daughter, <laughs> that's not exactly, a, that's not exactly an option for me at, at this point in time. So to that point, I encourage all you young folks that don't have families yet, you know, that's the time to take those risks and, and yeah. go do some of those big things that create a life to bring a family into, you know, I think that's really special. So what's the best business advice that you've received? What's one or two golden nuggets of business that, that you've received yourself? The best business advice that I have received. I would say just start. It, you know, most people sit around waiting for the perfect opportunity to come along. And, um, you know, the best time to start is 10 years ago. And the second best time is today. So, in, you know, do some research, do some due diligence, but be willing to just start something, you know, like GLE, I, I didn't have a plan. I jumped in. If I could go back in time, would I start that podcast differently and maybe record a few episodes in advance and maybe do a little PR and maybe create some social media and get some following going? Sure. I do it different now, but I'm sure as heck glad I started it and went down this journey. So I would say one, just, you know, don't be afraid to, to pull the trigger and yeah. just start. And number two, it's, it's, you know, it seems cliche, the consistency piece, but there is no substitute for consistent work compounded over time. So I love that. You, and you're, and you're right. You know, because I, I say that because I got a phone call today, this one lady, um, friend of mine and I hadn't talked to her probably in about a year and a half, a year maybe. And she's like, man, I've been watching you. And, and, and I think that I think the audience needs to hear this, right? I think you, you're, you're watching on YouTube or whatever you're listening to this podcast episode on is you may not think that people are watching you. You may think that people are overlooking you, but they're not. Mm -hmm. They're seeing to see exactly what Phil just said. Are you being consistent every single day? Are you walking the walk? Are you talking the talk? And and the sad part about it, there, there, there are quite a bit of people out there that post a life on social media that they're not living the life. Right. I mean, it, it, it happens, right. Mm -hmm. But you have to use wisdom because there is people out there like Phil that are still working and, and have a podcast and have a community and, and that are doing it. And you have people like myself that every day I wake up four o'clock in the morning, I spend mm -hmm. time with God, then five o'clock I'm posting something. Cause that's just, right. It's just the self-discipline and, and the consistency that it takes. And, mm -hmm. It took, it took me, I never forget. I always talk about this, but I think it's, it's like a good example of that is I never, when I, when I posted on LinkedIn, I, when I was in the automotive industry, everybody liked my content. And then after I left the automotive industry, it's like my content changed in crickets, <laughs> six months. I'd get, I get 50 likes on Facebook and zero likes on LinkedIn. And I'm like, screw this. Yeah. And, but I was consistent. I, I remember forget. I was like this close to quitting. And I said, forget mm -hmm. it. And one day I just posted something and it just like, I don't know. I I guess God knew I, I needed it. It was like 75 likes. I'm like, what the heck? Because it was my own content, right? It's it's everybody loves Tony Robbins. Everybody loves that. But I'm like, I'm not gonna be promoting. I'm gonna promote him as inspires. Yeah. And, and next thing you know, one post explodes. I'm like, I just cried because it, it took me literally almost a year to get to that point. And then yeah. it's like God allowed me to 
celebrate that. And then next thing you know, it's like, eh, 20, right? But it's <laughs> like, I knew, I knew I was in the right path because I yeah. that. And I think, give us, give us a word of encouragement. Take a moment right now. Just take a minute or two and talk to that person right now. You talked about hope that people that are out there are hopeless and need something mm -hmm. that are discouraged. Talk to that man or woman right now that really need to hear what you have to say in reference to just a word of encouragement to, to inspire them and give them something to, to chew on that can give them some strength. You know, I was, uh, I was talking to some folks this week and right at the beginning of the conversation, we just said hello to one another. Like, Hey, how's it going? And I was like, Hey y'all, how's it going? You know, just said a kind of, kind of showed up with a little different energy than, than most people have, I guess, day to day. And, uh, they, the individual on the, on the call said to me, he said, Phil, you know, you're always in a good mood, man. Like everybody's always kind of down and you're just always positive. You know, you, you always kind of like, just, you know, bring us up a little bit. And I was like, you know, this is some other good business advice I received. You gotta be the, therm you gotta be the thermostat, not the thermometer. And, uh, kind of like you said, Daniel, like people, people pick up on your energy. People. You, you can set the tone wherever you are, whether you're, you know, getting a coffee at the coffee shop, whether you're in a meeting, whether you're at family dinner, wherever, whatever you're doing, if you're hanging out with your, with your child, right. And spending some time with your kid, you know, you set the energy, you can set the tone. That, that's, that's what leadership really is, is being that example. And, uh, you know, so I think that is an absolutely huge deal is that, um, you know, it's just setting that energy, right? Setting the energy in the room. I, I think it's huge. Yeah. So you're telling them, think about what he just said, ladies and gentlemen. Where do you need to be the thermometer? Right? Where do you need to be? No, you said, where do you need to be the thermostat? You need to set the temperature in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thermostat. Where do you need to not be the, the thermostat and not the thermometer? Think about that yeah, strategy. Think about that. Because, because... Sometimes we walk into these rooms, ladies and gentlemen, and you're there and you're like, oh, well, it just, it doesn't, it's, we complain. It's easy. It's always easier to complain than to change, than to change the atmosphere of a, of a conference or a meeting room mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Why are, why are we being so weak-minded? Why are we being so easily influenced when you should be the thermostat and you should be the one raising the temperature, raising the energy? I'll never forget what my friend um, Cynthia said one time. I went to go speak at a conference and I had just met her and she's like, dude. Like the first night I met you, I thought you were just being obnoxiously just loud. Like, like what are you talking about? She goes, "You're yeah. too positive, Daniel. She's You're like, too positive." Like, but that's you. I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I bring the boom, right? Like, boom, baby, come on. There you go, baby. I just do that, and she's like, I just thought that like you were. She's, <laughs> she said, that's I thought good, you man. were, you were like some insecure grown man crying out for attention, and I see that that's not you at all. You, you just that's right. just you. And, and sometimes I, I understand what she's saying. Cause sometimes that I always do this in my executive business coaching with leadership is sometimes the loudest leader in the executive room in the mm -hmm. boardroom is the most insecure, but I said, no, that's just me. But really, ladies and gentlemen, take this too hard, write this down. Am I being a thermostat in my life? Or am I being a thermometer? Mm -hmm. Are you allowing other people to influence and dictate your energy, your happiness, your joy, or are you the one setting the tone? every day for yourself. And it's never going to be that easy because mm -hmm. even this morning, man, I, I just, right. You work up cloud nine. It's always easier to be positive in the morning, working out, doing your affirmations, prayer time. It's always good until right from four to 10 o'clock. Then all of a sudden life mm -hmm. happens and you're like, but you're more <laughs> capable to handle those situations. Right. I'll just add one more thing. Cause that, you know, you're talking about giving people hope. I, um, I went through this in my life being a, you know, an engineer type, we we tend to think we're realistic, Daniel. But the I hate truth that is, word. By, I, I hate that word, by the way. Just, most people that are realistic are are pretty negative, is really what they are. And you don't realize it. I didn't say you, it. I didn't say it, ladies and gentlemen. You don't realize it until you get in a room with some real positive people like a Daniel Gomez inspires. And then you realize, holy cow, I'm negative. I never thought I was negative, but I was, and you know, I've grown in the last three years to, to really transform my mindset, to be that thermostat and not a thermometer. And 
I, you know, the, the world conditions us through TikTok, right? Like we're posting uh, trendy reels and TikToks, right? Well, what does that do? That, okay, do this thing that everyone else is doing and you'll get a bunch of likes and follows. It, it is conditioning people to conform. And it's really bad. So, you know, I commend you for staying with it in that content when you're not getting likes because people are watching. People need to hear what Daniel Gomez has to say, what Phil Swanson has to say, what you listeners have to say. Somebody out there needs your message. And it might be someone you're talking to one on one. It might be someone looking at your social. They need to hear your message. And don't be afraid to put it out there. And don't put stuff out there just because you want to get likes. Put it out there to be that producer, right? You put it out there producing for the world to bring value to the world. Put it out there for what? For the likes, for the comments. That's an ouch, man. (laughs) If you're posting just for the likes, that's not, that's not truth. That's, that's right. That's just conformity, right? Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. Gary V might disagree with me. You know, he's always giving the consumer what they want. And this is kind of a mental struggle I've had in business, Daniel, because you can give people what they want, which is kind of a business mindset. And then there's actually helping people get what they truly need that they might not even know they need. And, and it's always a, it's a dichotomy that I think in business, we just have to keep both in mind, but they're both important, right? Well, well I, 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 there's, there's your, no, I love what you're saying. Cause you're right. I'll, I'll tell you two, two times this happened to me. Um, I have a, I have a decent following on LinkedIn. I have over almost 17,000 followers. Well, over 16,000 Instagram. I'm at, right. I got about three or 4,000 on Instagram, 3,000 on Facebook. I got 6,000 to say, but I say that because there was some people that I did business with mm-hmm. and this is right. Cause this is what, this is, this is what I want you to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we think feel that because we have likes, it, it, it equivalates to dollars and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right, because somebody has ten thousand followers on Instagram, and man, they're, they're right. Their coaching business is booming. Mm-hmm. I did business with two people, and they had a huge following on Instagram, and mm-hmm. one of them was really legit. Like he really had the like. I, I kind of knew a little bit of him, and this guy wasn't paying his invoices. I said, "Bro, like, we had an agreement. Like, it's business. I'm we like right. I we're an acquaintance, but." I'm like, what's going on? He goes, wow, man, I'm, I'm waiting on this other stuff. To I'm like, I get it, but I'm a big believer of if, if, if you have, because I remember when I was that young entrepreneur, when 500 bucks was a lot of money, $300 was a lot of money. Yeah, ago, for right? sure. And, and not that it isn't now, but now, right. We, we sell higher ticket items. We kind of, our business has grown and our, our expenses is, it's just different now, right. Our cash flow, but. Mm-hmm. I said, man, how do you expect God to bless you? And I think this is what really kind of like, as a believer, he was a believer. Well, he is a believer. I said, how do you expect God to bless you if you can't even pay your vendors and your bills on time? You wonder right. how your business isn't growing. Your business isn't growing because you're not paying people that you say you're going to pay. Right. And, and, and I don't say this in an arrogant way, but I say this because this is truth, right? God is my mm-hmm. witnesses. I get an invoice. I usually pay within two or three days, right? If it's a bigger one, I might pay half of it or right, but usually within the first week, everything's paid off. I mean, I just, cause I know what it's like if it's, if it, especially if it's for my, right. For, for my four main um, people that I use, man, I, I pay that within the first day or two, but mm-hmm. it's just cause, and that's, I truly believe that's, that's one of the reasons that's one of the principles cause I'm honoring them as, mm-hmm. as, as, as vendors, as contractors, as people that help me, like you have to do that. And, and cause I know what it was like to man, <laughs> to struggle to get to 5,000. What, what's your perspective right. on that? What I just said. I love it, man. I, I'll take it a step further. I think, you know, if, if uh, you've got friends in business, right. Or, you know, most people, I remember I've got some buddies that play like professional sports from my college days. And after they made it big, right. All their buddies are like, Hey, you know, can you get me free tickets for this and that? Right. And, my mentality, and I think the, I'm not saying it's right because it's mine. I just, I think it's, I think this is the appropriate mentality should be, Hey, I want to support my friends. My friend has a business. Oh, don't give me a discount. 
Like I understand how hard business is. I want to support your business as a business owner. I know I'm leveraging all these other people that are hustling, trying to make money for their families. I want to pay those people on time, even, you know, yeah. above and beyond, right. To give them a better life. So they're going to do, you know, it's a, it's the biblical principle of sowing and reaping. You will reap what you sow. So are you the, are you the, again, the producer consumer thing? Are you out sowing seeds that are going to produce or are you out, skimping and taking as much of the produce as you can and keeping it all for yourself and storing up treasure for yourself here. That's all going to go away when you move on to eternity. Right. So but I a hundred percent agree so with so you. What brother. you're saying is this and correct me if I'm wrong. What you're saying is ladies and gentlemen, think about what Phil's saying. And if I'm, if I'm out of context, correct me. What Phil is saying is if you're a friend, a real friend, a true friend, you wouldn't ask for a discount. You would pay for the services because you want to support that person. So a real friend doesn't ask for a discount is what you're saying. I'd say a real friend tips big. Pays full <laughs> Whoa, price. Oh, baby. <laughs> I mean it. But, but you know, you better be willing to do the work, right? Like you, you can't say that and then not do it yourself, right? So, you know, I've always been a guy that's been actually in, in my college days. It was a joke that I had a never-ending debit card because I, I would always buy everybody drinks and I was always swiping my, my debit card and I'd make jokes that it was a never-ending card because I just keep swiping it. But I, you know, I worked all summer and I would spend every last dime of my money until, you know, the end of the semester when I'd, I'd end up skipping meals and calling my dad to pay the last month's rent because I didn't have any money left. And, uh, you know, thank God I was on scholarship or I couldn't have even, you know, afforded university. And, uh, you know, you just... I, I think that generous mindset, you know, the Lord will provide for you. And if you're, if you're someone that's always worried about money and protecting every dollar, then, you know, why would God want to give you more? Why would God want to give you increase if you're not going to be, the truth is Daniel, none of this is ours anyway. We're yeah. just stewards. We're, we're stewards of the gifts we've been given, whether that's being an amazing storyteller and speaker like Daniel Gomez, whether that's being a, engineer, father, entrepreneur, new business owner, podcast host, Phil, whether that's being a pro sports athlete, you know, you're a steward of those gifts that you've been given. And, and so they're not yours. So people that are always trying to, you know, keep everything for themselves, you know, that, that's not a good steward of, of those gifts that you've been given. It's the, it's the, the servant that gets cast out who, who's given the talent and he buries it in the ground. He doesn't go make it produce five X what he was given. He buries it in the ground. Oh, master. I knew you were, you were hard. You were, you were going to be tough on me. So I, I stuck it in the ground so I wouldn't lose it. And he cast that sermon away because he wasn't a good steward with the gift he'd been given. So powerful. You know, it, it makes me think in not to give my book a plug, but in my book, the makings of a millionaire mind, there's a chapter yeah. protect your heart. Mm. You have to protect your heart always, especially as you're succeeding and you're growing. And people always, people always say that kind of like to your point, right? Because everybody follows the masses and you're conforming and, oh, well, money makes you more of who you are. No, it doesn't. It, it, you don't know because if you've never had money to say, you don't know. The average person doesn't even have, the average person, I think it doesn't even have $100,000 in their bank account in America right now. Right. So how do they know what it's like to have half a million or a million? How are you going to feel? Right. Because I, I say that because I there was a part where it's like, A, it makes you lazy. Mm -hmm. B, you, you, you do have to protect your heart because you, you kind of, your, your, your own ego, that flesh, I, I don't call it your, right, your, your, that, that carnal man, the pride wants to rise up and you got to tame that. And the only way you tame that is by staying close to God. Because then you, then you get to a point where it's like, well, do I, right? You, you're not as fervent for God as you were. So, so many things happen on this journey from a hundred thousand to a million that it's like, there's so many emotions, right? It's like, a, it's really, as you're, as you're becoming that thermostat and God's raising you up, you, you have to protect your heart. And the one thing that I always say, the best way to combat that is be generous, give. And it's right. like, that's what's helped me because when I think it's Daniel's arrived, it's like, nope. God will say, okay, well, bless this person. And I'm like, God, I just tithe. 
And I'm like, I didn't ask you that. <laughs> right. But, it, but yeah, it's, so but it's, the it's truth, what you're talking about. It's like, you have to always have to protect your heart. And most people, we, we're not aware of when our heart's not being protected. Right. Yeah. Pe most people, Daniel, that I hear say, oh, you know, I don't, I don't care about money. It's like, how do you know? You, you never had any money. Like, what are you talking about? Like all you, all most people do is trade the vast majority of their waking hours for money. And then they'll, they'll say things like, I, I don't care about money. And it's like, well, well, your behavior says otherwise. It actually says it's the most important thing to you because you spend most of your time trading wow. your time for, for dollars. Wow. Am I wrong? I never saw it like that. That's a, that's an interesting perspective. Well, if you, if you, if you want to see someone's priorities, right. Our, our buddy, Tony, show me your calendar. Right. And if you're what sleeping for eight, you're working for eight. I don't, I don't see another eight chunk. That's any bigger than that eight you're working. So, you know, it, it's a pretty big part of your priorities, whether, whether you want to admit it or not. And I'm just being real. Right. That's a great, that's a great perspective to look at it. Cause most people don't look at it that way. Right. Or right. Right. Another, right I love the way you put that. And I saw a post that said this, right. If, if you, if money is important to you, if money isn't important to you, or you think money isn't really that, that necessary, you're probably never given enough away to make a difference in someone's life. Yeah. There you go. hundred percent, man. I think what we're both talking about is somebody needs to hear this. Maybe, maybe you're thinking right now, you don't know my situation. Hey, I get it. But I don't buy into that, ladies and gentlemen. You know why? Because when I started my business, my wife had stage four breast cancer, two major surgeries. Mm. And I started my business in that moment. Anything mm. else you, you say, it's just a freaking excuse. And I think, Phil, people just need to stop making excuses already and stop buying into all the alibis and listening to the negative people in their life that mm. maybe... Like you, I mean, people probably told you, dude, like you have a great job. Why the hell you want to start a podcast? Like you're crazy. Like, and, and when people say that, those are the people you got to get rid of because if not, you listen to that garbage and then next thing you know, it hinders you from even starting your podcast or, or starting your side hustle to get to right. where you're at. And if, if people, you, you know what, one of my mentors said this, you, you really want to know if somebody's for you, go tell them something new that you're going to do. That's exciting. That's scary. And see how they respond. If they say you're stupid and crazy then you need to get rid of those friends because they're going to hinder you and they don't even realize it. But if they say, great, how do I sign up? Or let's, how can I help you? Then those are the people you want to keep next to you. That's really good, Daniel. I think um, another piece of advice I'd give right along those lines, just, you know, and, and that person giving you that advice might be close family, right? I've heard it. Phil, why are you doing all this stuff? I'm worried about you. You're, you're going to burn out. You know, you're burning the candle at both ends. You're going to burn out. Right. It's like, no, I'll just keep burning. I'll be all right. And, you know, I think, um, you got to ask yourself really tough questions and this isn't being mean. So please don't, you know, hear my heart. When I say this, this isn't Phil being a meanie. You got to ask yourself who is giving me this advice and do they have, the results that I want in the area they're giving me advice. So for example, does this that's person, so that's so good. Does this person have the money results I want in life? No. Okay. Well, why would I listen to them about money advice? Do they have the kind of marriage I want? No. Well, why am I going to listen to them for any advice on my marriage? Do they have, the time freedom I, I want. No. Well, why am I going to listen to them for advice on how to spend my time? You really, you got to get clear. This is one that's, it's a hard truth and it goes right along that point you made of, of the way people respond to you. Right. And you gotta, you gotta learn. And you know, I, I've kind of learned, you just kind of have this filter. And then when somebody starts to tell you something, it's like, okay, well, that's, you know, I'm just going to turn my, my ears off. And, you know, I hate to be rude, but it's like, you know, I just don't hear them. I don't hear them anymore. It's like, I don't, 
I'm sorry. That's nice that you have to say that to me. And I know you, you probably love me and you probably care about me a ton, but most of the time that, that fear that that person's showing you, cause that's what it is. It's fear. It masquerades as wisdom. It tries to make it look like it's giving you this wise advice of, Oh, listen to me. I'm so wise. I know, but really it's just fear coming through. And so, you know, that fear masquerades as wisdom and, uh, you just gotta be really clear on, on who you're listening to and make sure they actually have the results that you're looking for. And you're so right because write this down, ladies and gentlemen, maybe you're in, in trying to protect somebody, you're, you're actually hurting them. Listen to what Phil said. You 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 mean well, right? You're trying to protect your your brother, mm -hmm. your sister, whoever it may be, your son, your daughter. But in trying to protect them, you're actually hurting them. You're telling them to, oh, just play small, dim your light. Mm -hmm. It's okay, right? You're crazy. So really, write down right now on the sheet of paper, right? Who am I really listening to? Who is qualified? And and I would even. Write this down. Who is qualified to give me advice? Like Phil said, who's and what? I'm, what do we mean by that? Who, who is who is where you want to be at? If they're not there, I get it. You want to respect your mom and dad because they're your mom and dad. But I can tell you, even your mom and dad, if, if they don't have that desire, that doesn't make them bad parents. But you just got to understand that the, your dream is for you, not for anybody else. Right, hundred percent. Phil, let me ask you this: What is a scripture? or a quote that you rely on in times of adversity? A quote. A scripture or a quote that you rely on on times scripture of adversity? Scripture or a quote. There's so many good ones. I love the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so where there's no fear of the Lord, there can't be any wisdom. So that's one. Um, and so if you're listening to advice from someone who doesn't fear the Lord... You got to definitely keep that one in account. But I also love God has foreordained our good works from the beginning of time that we might walk in them. So I think a lot of people are worried about, oh, I'm going to do this. It's a good work. And oh, this is bad. And oh, this is good. And, you know, they kind of tiptoe through life. We're playing the game. This is no practice life right? This, this is a game. Like we're in the game. It's not Allen Iverson talking about practice, right? Like we're, we're playing the game, all of us. So, you know, don't be worried so much about messing up. You can get in trouble. So, you know, I'm, I'm saying this with a little caveat, but <laughs> we're going to make mistakes. Like there's no perfection, right? And, and your good works are already laid out for you. And so that, that's why I believe if you have something on your heart, you need to go for it. Cause God didn't just accidentally put it on your heart. It's on your heart for a reason. So, you know, step forth boldly. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Lutheran, uh, formally by uh, denomination, uh, Lutheran confessions of 1580, you know, not, there's a lot of people that call themselves a Lutheran, but I'm Bible, even Christian, uh, traditional Christian, but he talks about go and sin boldly. And he's not encouraging you to sin. he's just saying, you know, we're, we're all going to mess up. We're all going to sin. You're redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Go forth boldly, take big steps and go, go do your thing, man. This is play the game. So last but not least, what's the big, what's the big goal? What's the big aha for you that you, you want to get this year in 2023, bro? Big aha for 2023. Yeah, you got to have something I, on your radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we're we focused you, heavily. We, we need to get you a DG cap. <laughs> Hey, there you go. A little Daniel Gomez cap. I'll have to get you a GLE one. So really focused on growing the podcast right now. If y'all want to go follow, uh, go lead everything podcast. I'd love that. That's about uh, the best thing you can do for me right now. We're, the shows only grow by word of mouth. So, you know, if you're listening right now, go share Daniel's show with somebody you think needs to hear it, share some of his other episodes, right? Like it, it's so big. And I, I've been bad about this in the past. So I'm trying to do better. Cause I've, you know, I don't, I don't make all this stuff up right? Like there's nothing new under the sun. I, I learned from guys like Daniel and Tony and, uh, Greg Francis is one of my mentors, Andy Fursella. You know, I have got some amazing, amazing mentors, some that I know personally, and some that I just listen to their stuff, right? Countless books. 
I would I would just say for the biggest goals in 2023 is really just growing the podcast and getting word out. We're in 38 countries right now. And so, uh, you know, we want to just keep expanding that we're, we're, we're rapidly expanding. And the biggest goal for us is consistency and discipline right now. That's, that's my biggest focus right now, Daniel, just being consistent. I've I've got daily, daily action steps to take. That'll get me to my one, three, five year goals. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest goals are just staying consistent. How does somebody get a hold of Phil, brother, if they want to get in contact with you? Hey, if you want to reach out to me, go lead everything.com. You can also text me, call me 832-507-1991. That's 832-507-1991 or go lead everything.com. Ladies and gentlemen, what an epic, epic episode. My takeaway from today was, are you going to be a thermometer? Or are you going to be a thermostat? The thermostat sets the temperature in the room, in the conference, at work, in the business. Or are you going to be the one that you're the thermometer that's just taking what comes your way? Think about that. What an epic episode, man. Bill, thank you so much for joining us this week, brother. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, this is Daniel Gomez Inspires with another amazing guest. If you're stuck in life, if you're stuck in business, go to danielgomezglobal.com. That's Daniel Gomez global.com do our free entrepreneur assessment we want to give you a complimentary discovery session and then another thing go out to our new website the makings with an s the makings of a millionaire mind.com get your autograph copy reading in the united states get your autograph copy we'll ship it to you and get our course our course has been helping hundreds and hundreds of people we're almost to the thousand mark already people's lives have been radically changed with our 27 modules at the makings of a millionaire mind.com go out there until next week We'll see you here again on the Daniel Gomez Inspire Show where we love you and we'll get another great episode like Phil. Phil, thank you for joining us once again. Have a blessed day, everybody. This is Daniel Gomez and thank you so much for tuning into our show today. We'd love your feedback. Please drop us a comment and thank you for leaving us a review. Don't forget to subscribe to our show and share this episode with a friend. And my free gift for listening to our show today is a copy of my best-selling book, You Were Born to Fly. To get your free copy, go to danielgomezinspires.com and get your copy today. That's danielgomezinspires.com. And to elevate your life and business even more, follow me on social media at Daniel Gomez Inspires on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Together, we will discover the key that unlocks your confidence.